Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Hello, good day, and good evening, Live the Fuel fans. So, today I am recording this episode from South Africa. Uh, yes, uh, this episode, along with maybe one or two more, depending on what I decide to record while traveling here overseas, is centered around my trip here in South Africa. I wanted to do something different. That's not often I do a ton of world travel, and this was uh, definitely a life-changing trip here that I decided to go on. So let me catch you guys up. Uh, obviously, we're not going to have a co-host on this episode and, and at least one more episode while I'm here because I'm here for two weeks. And uh, it, I thought it'd be fun to share some stuff that I've been experiencing here in my travels. So let's go ahead and kick it off. Um, first off, since I'm uh, literally cur- currently recording this here in Cape Town, South Africa, we're actually specifically in the Clifton area, which is a very well-to-do area. Um, we're only lucky enough to stay here because my fiance, who I'm traveling here with, it was really her trip who planned this. One of her college girlfriend's grandmothers uh, owns a property here. So uh, let me let me get, actually rewind even further for you guys. We we decided to come on this trip because she is a equine vet, and we were trying to pick a new trip. And she was basically saying, "Well, how about we?" go to Africa because I found a veterinary program here that allows her to catch up on her, her like CEU credits. So continuing education credits for her doctorate. And uh, you have to do that, I guess, once you become a doctor. And she found a program here that has, I'd say, oh, at least 60 credits worth that you could actually accumulate while here. But that, that'll be the second week. We're not there yet. So the, we decided, well, you have to be on a plane for 22 hours I am going to go down for two weeks. <laughs> Let's have a fun week, and then we'll have a work-related week. Uh, and I, I consider this a work-related trip as well because I handle her website and social media, and we're doing the marketing. So, okay, I'm going to come down, do some photography, some video work, uh, because on the second week when we get to out, – we're going to go back up to Johannesburg, and then we get a ride out to the safari that we're staying, staying at, the Mongena Game Lodge um, – She'll be in and out of classes there, and we'll be doing safari every morning and every evening, so I can't wait to take all those photographs. So anyway, uh, I wish I did not have these nice high-end microphones because I'm literally recording this with the waves crashing behind me. This, Like I said, we're staying in this place called Clifton, and... This house is literally built into the cliff. Like this is well, I shouldn't say house. It's just like these are multiple units in. I guess you would call this type of building like a high end flat. Um, and every unit is like called a flat. So, and literally, it's a it's a beautiful flat. It's it's one floor, and it's just massive. It sprawls out multiple rooms. It's like wall to wall white marble. Uh, the 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 beauty of this place is amazing. And obviously we have this massive patio, this massive deck that I'm sitting on. And like I said, the waves are literally crashing beneath me. And at night here, you have a view of the beach. And I'll, and I'll have photographs from uh, that are posted on Facebook. So I'll have to maybe pull some of them into the website content for this episode on livethefuel.com. Uh, but anyway, my point is, it, it's absolutely spectacular. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, I We've only been here a week and it's just been amazing. I don't know what else better to say. Um, 
I will tell you, though, this trip did not start off as smooth as I, we would have liked. <laughs> Uh, so here's, here's the learning opportunity for you listeners. Um, and I know we have listeners from around the world, so pardon my ignorance. Um, I've only been out of the country a few times. I've been to Mexico, been to Canada, uh, been to Mexico a few times actually. And my last time really taking a big international trip was really in Ireland when I was still firefighting in, the, um, in my off season, I went out to Ireland and backpacked Ireland and that was really 2010. So, hey, we're recording this here in 2017. I'm currently sitting again here in Clifton on the outskirts of Cape Town, South Africa, with waves crashing beneath me. But in order for me to get here, you need a passport, which I have, obviously, because I needed one to go to Ireland. What I didn't realize was that here in South Africa, they require your passport of an incoming person to be valid for at least 30 days beyond the last day of your trip. Admittedly, when we planned this trip, I she just my fiance just asked me like, "Hey, Kristen said, "Hey, do you is your passport good?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's good." Didn't bother checking the expiration date, didn't realize what the 30-day thing meant. Um, I saw it on the website, just been so busy with business and travel here in the US that I just never bothered really looking into it. Well, Here's the fun story for you guys. <laughs> she and I show up at the ticket counter in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, hour and a half drive down, park the car, do the shuttle service, get to the airport. Uh, you know, we're all packed up. We're ready to go for a two-week adventure. Excuse me. I'm having a beverage here. Okay. <clears throat> I get to the counter. We start checking in. They go to scan the, the passports. And the beautiful young lady behind the counter says to me, do you have another passport? And immediately I just look at her kind of like dumbfounded. And I was like, um, why would I have more than one passport? No, that's the only passport I have. It's, it's served me well. <laughs> and she's like, well, you can't use this. This is no good. Uh, hers is fine. And I was like, okay, what's wrong with my passport? It's valid. It doesn't expire till December. And again, for you listeners, guys, we're we're uh, we literally are in Africa here at the beginning of November here. So I was like, okay, my my passport's good, and she's like, well, unfortunately, in South Africa, you have to have thirty days on your passport. I said, yeah, but it's not expiring until December. I'll be back way before my passport expires. We're good. She's like, well, you're four to five days shy of the requirement. I'm like, I just don't understand. Like, what are you saying? That my fiance can leave and I can't and she has to travel alone without me? So I really start feeling bad at this point and, uh, and also kind of like a dumbass. And she's like, yeah, basically, she's like, you need another passport. So the manager comes over. there, And I will tell you, Qatar Airways, shout out to them. They have a five-star rating. It, it makes sense. These guys are five-star people. They really tried making a lot of stuff happen. Um, they reached out. I mean, before I fast forward on that one, they basically said, listen, guys, um, we're going to we're going to reach out to the people in Cape Town in South Africa. Let's see how stringent they are at the customs check or border, whatever the hell it is you walk through when you fly in there. And um, admittedly, it's actually before you even get to Cape Town. Um, it's actually they would stop. They would have stopped me in Johannesburg because our flight was going from Philadelphia um, which is the longest one, 
all the way to the Red Sea in Doha, Qatar. That's Q-A-T-A-R, Doha, Qatar. Massive airport. Uh, but anyway, that was... Um, and, then, and then we get a con- connection flight for another eight and a half, almost nine hours down to Johannesburg. That is your entry point into South Africa. And then we had to get another connection flight from Johannesburg uh, to down to Cape Town. So anyway, just gave you that little skinny on the flights. Point is, if I would have gone on the trip anyway, they would have stopped me in Johannesburg and it would have been a giant shit show uh, because they would have stopped me and I would have had no way to get my proper passport, which is why they would stop me there in Philadelphia. So long story short, she's upset. She's frustrated. Um, she's got a rental car plan, which is a manual shifting, you know, a car, because that's what most of the cars are overseas. Like, we've gotten lazy here in the U.S. and gotten automatics for everything. But over there, everything is clutch and stick and driving stick. And for us, it, we consider that driving on the wrong side of the road because you drive on the left side, not the right side. So she was not excited about this. <laughs> um, so long story short, we waited an hour. They... Uh, they basically said, well, we can't let you go. Uh, your master plan here is she goes. We move your flights around so you don't lose any of your connections on your way home because we have the whole the whole itinerary booked out for the next two weeks, and uh, we don't want to lose any of those flights. And then we will, uh, we will go back. We'll, we'll print you guys. We'll print you out a temporary itinerary so they know what you're doing. And here's what you do: you call up the Philadelphia Passport Agency office. It's a big, major agency location. I guess there's a few of them around the country in the major cities. And you book an appointment. And you get back here first thing Monday morning. You get your new passport, and then you get back in here Tuesday morning, and we fly you out and get you to catch up with your fiance. And that's basically what I had to do. Uh, not happy about it, but what else are you going to do? So your lesson from this quick little uh, side story here to you listeners is check your freaking expiration dates on your passport and double check the requirements of the country. Um, I went onto the state gov site and admittedly it's not very clear. The state gov site just says 30 days. doesn't tell you that it's 30 days from the last day of your trip itinerary. And that's where I fell five days short. So here's my new best practice, though, because I also found out that, like, if you wanted to go to Europe from the USA, they require six months left on your passport. So here in the U.S., I don't know about the rest of the countries listening here, but uh, your passport's good for 10 years. So my new best practice, now that I have a brand new one, is as soon as that puppy hits nine years old and it enters its 10th or, you know, almost 10th year or whatever it is, I'm just going to go ahead and apply and get a new one done. I'm like, screw this. It's not worth it. I'm going to make sure I've got a two to four week window where I know I'm not going to need it for any international travel. And then I'll go through this process where you, because you have to, you have to take your, or you have to send your oil, your current passport in to get it replaced. Um, in this case, this was a very special scenario. You know, you go in there and uh, they literally print the passport for you that day. I basically had to wait there. I took my laptop down with me and worked all day in the cafe. And basically, once I checked in and gave my information, paid their fee, their expedition fee, which basically was like, I think I ended up spending like $170. And long story short, it's um, it's 110 to get a new passport and then like a $60 rush fee. But I was there first thing at 8 a.m. when they opened the doors, and then they had it printed by 1.30 p.m. So there's your quick little skinny on if you ever screw this up like I did. You can get a passport same day. All right, so moving on. Let's go back to the fun stuff. Um 
because I'm sitting here chilling, having a glass of wine, and just reflecting on the amazing beauty here of South Africa. So it's been an amazing trip. Um, I'm definitely going to have to break this into multiple episodes because besides the fact that it was a very long flight to get here, I will tell you again, Qatar Airways does an amazing job. It's just so nice to have these massive planes and have a staff that truly gives a crap about a five-star rating. Uh, I have no problem ripping on the airlines here in the U.S. They're just, they don't treat flying like a luxury anymore. Flying used to be treated like a luxury. Um, you were respected as a, you know, a flying person. Uh, but over the years, we've made, you know, flying more affordable and trying to make it more approachable for all walks of life. And I feel like the the customer service has definitely dropped. And I know for a fact, I mean, when I fly with United or American Airlines or Delta or any of these guys, it is nothing compared to how well Qatar has treated us on the way out here. Um, I mean, you, you got your, it's a long flight, so you got like three square meals. They're, they're, they're bringing around snacks in between. They're bringing around beverages, and it's unlimited wine. And, and we're an economy, by the way. We're not in first class. Um, you know, this is one of those big planes where they got like the private bar up front, and the first class has like these like these pods. You got to pay a lot to use them, but like, you could totally sleep in those pods a lot better than what I was doing in economy. But the economy had great leg room. My knees were not hitting the seat in front of me, even when they reclined it. You got the big, massive, like, flat-screen TV screens. So because you're on such a long flight, you can watch as many movies as you want. It was great. So anyway, uh, let's let's fast-forward back to where I'm at here today. Again, I've, I already posted photos up. Just no complaints here, guys. I mean, the, the views of the beaches here in Clifton, I, I wish I could say that the water is warm enough to enjoy, but it's not. Um, the beaches are gorgeous. They're white sands, and and you have these massive views of these massive mountains here in Clif- in uh, in Clifton, aka Cape Town. You know that you see from looking up around you. Like we're, we're surrounded by mountain peaks, which is super cool, even though you're on the coast. Uh, so the views are amazing, and then, uh, but the water is cold. Uh, apparently, you got to go north. We're, we're so far down in Cape Town that, you know, the water's down here a little bit cold. They are about to get into their summer, though. So technically, we're here in the spring. I guess November here is the spring. And then, obviously, the summer uh, hits later here in December. So, uh, more importantly, let's reflect on lifestyle while travel. Um, yeah, we have a rental car. We don't really need it, per se, but... Uh, we wanted to have some flexible freedom because this was our fun week because come week two, it's all safari every day and they come around and pick you up and drive you around those safari vehicles from uh, from our lodge back to the main game lodge where the event is happening and the conference is going on. So we don't need travel come week two. Uh, we wanted the rental car because we wanted the freedom to drive around and go hit some different uh, hiking spots. Um, unfortunately, due to my traveling snafus, I missed two of two adventures with my fiance. Uh, we were supposed to go hike Tabletop Mountain together, uh, but Noah, my girl, she's awesome. She went and did it on her own. So kudos to Kristen for doing that. And then uh, the other part of it was uh, we were supposed to go shark diving to go swim and view the great white sharks. So yeah, that was my idea. And uh, unfortunately, I missed that. There was no way to get that rescheduled in time for my arrival, um, and they only had they have limited spots. Uh, apparently, though, I didn't miss too much. Um, she said that because we're not scuba certified, they don't let you do the full 
submersion. Uh, if any of you guys listening have ever seen or viewed how great white shark diving happens, a lot of these places, they put you in a big cage and they drop you uh, in the cage. Obviously linked up to cables and winches to the boats and stuff, but they drop you in full submersion and the sharks are literally swimming around the cage. Uh, in this case, at least this time of year, uh, a lot of their great white sharks are not here because uh, a lot of them, they said they got pushed out or they're, there's been a big influx of uh, killer whales. And you want to find the one species that can kick the crap out of a great white shark, it's a killer whale. Um, there's no there's no battle there. So because there was a lot of orcas, as they call them here in the area, um, a lot of the sightings were reduced. Maybe they, the great whales went somewhere else. So she did say there was a bunch of shark and a bunch of fish uh, when in, in the way that they did her dive. You're basically still kind of attached to the side of the boat, and you're kind of just like um, almost like snorkeling uh, under the water. You're not actually in full dive, full scuba dive. And she said she did see one great white, but it was so far down it wasn't coming high enough to the surface for her really to enjoy. So there's your other little lesson on, I guess, great white stuff is, uh, number one, make sure – and maybe it's because it's a spring transition. So maybe if you guys are going to come to South Africa, go maybe closer into the summer month, um, which is like December, and maybe you guys be able to see that more. So, uh, again, I got to miss that, but it sounds like I didn't miss too much, so I'm okay with that. Um, I will tell you, we got this awesome opportunity where uh, she, you know, we're both CrossFitters. We love to go and stay fit even while traveling. That's part of my lifestyle. So uh, she went and... Uh, Got to hang out with these guys at Cape Town CrossFit. Got a workout in. And she found out that they have a beach workout. So we got to do a beach workout this weekend, and uh, which was super cool, Saturday morning. And right here below, I guess, what I could see here from our deck or from our patio, I don't know, cliff outlook, whatever you want to call this gorgeous location that I'm sitting at. But we, right here, uh, maybe mile and a half from where I'm sitting, uh, the beach below me here, that's where we got to go do the workout. So it was like, I don't know if it's called Clifton Beach Elite or if that's the name of a club. I, we checked in on Facebook. Um, actually, I got to share their photos. So we are in their group photo. There was like 40 people at least that showed up because they have uh, three different gyms around the greater Cape Town area, and which is super cool because they had people come from all different gyms and then come all to work out with like one of their main coaches here on the beach, which was super fun. And we were doing things like, um, before the wad started, we, we did sprint drills or running drills back and forth on the beach, uh, just to get everybody warmed up. Uh, which again, I mean, come on guys, like running back and forth on white sand beaches with waves crashing, crashing behind you. And then mountains right behind you overlooking the beach on the other side of the world. Like, come on, this is, you can't make this shit up. It was super amazing. It was gorgeous. Um, we were doing like handstand work and, uh, handstand pushup work and training there on the beach. Uh, there's, there's photographs of that, that I've shared the Facebook because again, they posted it to their feed and then I shared that. So again, I got to go see if I can go back and hyperlink all this stuff into the website content for you guys in case you want to go to livethefuel.com for this episode and check that out. Uh, but more importantly, we, um, got to have this killer workout. It was super cool. I mean, we basically... Uh, I think I remember correctly, we were doing, oh, you, you partnered up with partners. So I think we had four people per team and it was like a 50 meter distance on the sand. And there was a series of like, you basically, 
the team had to work together. So we, we'd run out together, one person carrying one person. So we were doing partner carries. And you could either do it with a fireman carry where you throw somebody over your shoulder, so to speak, or you could do a piggyback ride, whatever. You have to, everybody's got to carry at least one partner one time, and the team has to run with you. So you're running all the way the distance out, 50 meters, running back while carrying your partner, and then you switch. You do that, boom, 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 multiple laps. When you make it back to your main starting location, uh, then you start doing burpees. And then, um, but while you're doing burpees, you have to be hold, one person has to be holding one of the team partners. So while the other two people are doing burpees on the team, like I, I'm, for example, holding Kristen uh, off the ground, and you do, you get your burpees done as a team, and then you're running again. So just lots of running and partner carries and burpees and partner holds, uh, which was great because it's a great way to show people how to do body weight training anywhere in the world. All right. I mean, I don't have to be doing that on the beach. I could have been doing that in our hotel. I could have been doing that uh, on a mountainside in a field or, or, you know, again, even if you don't have a partner, those things like handstand works or, uh, or, you know, burpees or push-ups, all these types of movements are body weight training. You could do it anywhere. So there's my little fitness plug for you guys while we are traveling overseas in Africa. <laughs> again, photos were great. Um, Let's see, what else can I dive into here? Uh, oh, we obviously, so we also got to go up to an area called the Franzouk. I, I think I'm saying that properly, the Franzouk Wine Valley. So that's north of Cape Town, and that's spelled F-R-A-N-S-C-H-H-O-E-K. Um, the cool thing about that area was, number one, it's gorgeous. I mean, I, I would almost say it's more beautiful than Napa Valley, California, as far as wine country, the wines are absolutely amazing. I am blown away on just some of the wine we got to taste. Um, she booked us on a wine train tour, which was super cool. So we stayed in, how do I say this here? Um, we basically rented like a apartment. I don't know what you call it. Maybe it's a flat. I mean, it's not as big as this flat. This flat's ridiculous that we're in right now. Um, but it's a, I don't know, I guess you want to call it a, a flat or a mini apartment. Um, but there was this great uh, couple from the UK. They actually bought property down here, and they own a couple different units, and they rent them out, kind of like Airbnb style. So we had this we had this beautiful fireplace out on the patio. Uh, we're on the second floor. So, we're, uh, you know, I made a fire. And this is after we did all the wine stuff. But, we, you know, I made a fire. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, let me correct myself. This was our night when we arrived in France, took wine Valley after we drove up, we, uh, went around the wine Valley, uh, had dinner and then came back here to the, came back to the apartment we were renting for the night. And then I made a fire out on their fireplace on the patio and we drank a bottle of wine and just got to relax. So then we planned for the next day. The next day was the actual wine tour where... Um, we went out back into the town, which is only like a couple blocks away. You know, we checked out of our apartment. I parked the rental car on the street, went up to the, um, and it's kind of funny, like their little booth was kind of made like a mini tour bus. It was funny. Uh, but they have a double decker style train car and then they have these wine buses. So the first part of the tour was we were going from winery to winery and then basically whoever, you know, you're in a group and they tell you, you can... Get off at whenever winery you want. You have an hour, and they give you a pickup time. They said, we'll be back looping through. 
And that's all they did, like all day. They just there was a series of wineries. Maybe there's like ten or twelve wineries, and then you decide which ones you want to go to. She already picked out the five that we wanted to go to, and then the last two uh, were approachable by wine train. So the wine bus pulls up to like this little train depot. But the funny thing is, the rail line is just this big giant double-decker wine car. Again, I've got all these photos. This stuff will all get posted to my Facebook feed. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be setting up like a Google Drive for this or not. We'll, I'll figure that out. I don't care right now. I'm in freaking South Africa talking to you guys. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so the, the wine train then took you to two different wineries, which was awesome. Same thing. You get an hour there, and then they come back. Um I just it was just it was just an amazing experience. I mean that we ended up unfortunately the the wine train day and the wine bus day and ended up raining the night before, which was much needed because here in Cape Town, they're in a severe drought right now. But up in the wine valley, they're not in a drought uh per se. They're not in a big, big drought. They were technically under the drought conditions, but the rain was much needed. And actually the one winery we went to was super cool. I ended up geeking out with the owner and uh, one of the contractors there because they were up in the trees uh, cutting down broken limbs. Like the storm had come in so hard, so strong uh, that they uh, it damaged some trees. So we're in there trying to do a wine tasting and you hear like logs and like tree branches like hitting the roof and bouncing off and falling on the ground because they're out there trying to clean up storm damage. The owner's apologizing. We're like, no, dude, it's cool. And then I ended up geeking out with the guy about chainsaws and stuff because, you know, obviously I'm a former wildland firefighter. I've wielded a few chainsaws in my day. I still do when I'm doing trail work here on our local mountain biking trails. But uh, the guy was showing photos. I'm showing photos about different trees we've fallen. It was funny. I mean, yeah, this is this is what I do when I'm overseas, okay? My fiance thought I was crazy. She's in there enjoying the wine tasting, and I'm there holding a glass of wine, talking about chainsaws with this guy. Um, but long story short, by the end of the wine tour... The weather started clearing up. The sun was coming out. Got some really good photographs from the wine train. It was super fun. We made a lot of great new friends. Um, There was a bunch of women there. If they end up listening to this episode, these ladies were super cool. Um, They're from the, I think it's Durban. Yeah, the Durban area of South Africa. Those guys do have warmer beaches, and they want us to come back to South Africa and party with them up in Durban because they all live near the beach and actually have warm enough water to enjoy the beach and go swimming. So uh, shout out to those ladies. But uh, anyway, long story short, just amazing experience. We uh, enjoyed the friends at Wine Valley, came back, and then we caught up with one of my fiance's girlfriends. She was there for a conference and where did we end up going? So shout out to Noelle. Noelle was there for her own conference, and then we picked her up from her hotel, and then she crashed with us one night before we were ready to fly back in the next day or two here uh, to go up to Johannesburg for our safari. But she and I uh, and Kristen all got to hang out, and we went driving around. We went down around the coast. We went to the, um, oh, we went to Musenberg, M-U-I-Z-E-N-B-U-R-G. Musenberg beaches were gorgeous. I got some cool photographs. They got these like multicolored painted. Um, we were trying to figure out what the hell they were. I think they're like little changing booths uh, where you can go and change from your your surf gear because uh, it was a big surfing area. A uh, lot of surf schools were set up. Again, photographs are on Facebook. Um, but uh, we got to tour around there. We drove around the coast. We ended up, we were trying to get into this national park down there, but the traffic was so freaking bad 
that we just said, screw it. We waited for like a half an hour in this traffic. Oh, we went to go see these uh, the penguins. Um, they actually have a different species of penguins uh, at the Penguin Beach. We got to hang out there. I took a bunch of photographs of that. Um, so that was a great experience. So yeah, we drove around, hit a bunch of different beaches, a bunch of different coastal areas. Like I said, the penguins. And then came back around on the Atlantic side of the coast uh, below Cape Town and had this amazing lunch at this like farm fresh kind of like a zoo slash restaurant. I don't know what you want to call it. That was super cool. The food there was just phenomenal. I mean, just amazing. Again, everything has been so much, so great this first week. I can't wait for the safari week um, when I record you know, the next episode for you guys. But that was just, again, I can't, I can't talk badly about South Africa. Obviously, their economy here is interesting. Um, because uh, we're approaching a half an hour here, and I want to keep these episodes short because I'm going to chunk out Africa here into probably two or three different episodes. But um, their rand is, I guess, what you want to call their dollar. And it's crazy, guys. Like, I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I took a thousand rand out of my bank account, uh, you know, using the ATM machine here. And I think it hit my account for like $73 US. It's like, what? I mean, I know their rand isn't worth a lot, but wow. I mean, that's kind of like a seven cents to the dollar type of ratio or whatever you want, however you would say that, seven rand, seven seven rand cents to one of our dollar. I don't know, seven, I don't know how you would say it. Basically, long story short, our money is worth way better and I am not spending squat while we're here. So if you're looking for, if you don't mind flying a very long distance, again, you're looking at, at least from Philadelphia, a quick rewind for you guys. It was almost 12 hours to Qatar eight and a half at least to Johannesburg and then another two and a half down here to Cape Town. You can get more direct flights right to Johannesburg, but you're going to pay for them. So anyway, uh, besides the flight commitment, basically it's like a whole day. The money ratio is phenomenal. I mean, again, guys, I just gave you an example. A thousand rand out of my bank account is like 70 some bucks US. And I'm trying to think here, like a bottle of wine, even a really good bottle might be a couple hundred rand. So again, look at, I mean, do the math. Okay, guys, like again, 500 rand might be 35 bucks. So that's, I'm buying like their, their top end wines for like, I don't know, $10. <laughs> it's just crazy. I'm having a blast. So anyway, guys, um, <clears throat> I wish I would have bought a more low quality microphone so you could hear the waves crashing behind me. Uh, for those of you who follow me on Facebook, um, my personal feed's got plenty of photos. You can find me at Scott W. Mulvaney, M-U-L-V-A-N-E-Y, for the newer listeners on Facebook. But uh, I leave my profile pretty public. So even if you're not my friend, you should be able to see those photos. I have posted a few things to the Live the Fuel page on Facebook. Um, but obviously, I'm also traveling with a higher-end camera. So there's a lot of photography that is not even up yet. Um Oh, and I will tell you, the last thing we did was we hiked, uh, I think it's called Leopard's Peak or Leopard's, oh no, sorry, Lion's Head, Lion's Head Peak. That was super awesome, guys. That's like the, if you look at a view of Cape Town, it's the highest peak uh, view from the ocean, whatever. We hiked that whole thing all the way to the top, got to hang out there at sunset. Um, we were doing all kinds of fun poses and stuff and, and, uh, it was legit, man. Like that once you get closer to the top, like you're basically doing bouldering 
And there was a lot of tourists up there. That was the only thing annoying about it. But when we came back down, we were descending during sunset. So you just got these sick sunset views with, you know, from the top lion's head. I can't wait to post all the photos. It's just, it's been an amazing trip and it's only the first week. So um, I'm going to unplug then, guys. I, I'm going to go back to living my vacation here. It's been at least 30 minutes recording here on my Zoom H5, recording here live from Cape Town, a.k.a. Clifton, where we're at here in beautiful South Africa. Uh, I love you guys. I, I know as I'm recording this, we've had some issues with getting the episodes up on time. Um, I thought everything was scheduled and perfectly planned on the website. So for those of you who know this, when you hear this episode, uh, again, I, my apologies. I'm trying to get all this stuff rectified. Unfortunately, the internet went down here at this flat, and I have no way of resetting it. So I haven't been able to actually get any uh, backup work done. I did actually, I'm, I'm serious, guys. I take this podcast seriously. I actually did come down with my laptop, with this recording gear, and because I love you guys, and I'm trying to grow a fun, fun podcast for you all, talking about health, business, and lifestyle. So, and obviously, we're heavily focusing on lifestyle in this episode. So again, uh, for those of you guys, when you hear this episode, for those of you guys who were missing a couple episodes, they were getting up late, don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm ironing out the wrinkles. When I get back stateside, everything will be smoothed out again. And I just thank you for your patience. I thank you for your loyal subscription. Again, for you newer listeners, please subscribe to Live the Fuel here on your favorite podcatcher app. Again, guys, uh, unfortunately, these episodes will not have YouTube videos because I'm on vacation. There's only so much I can do. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'll talk to you guys again soon. This is, uh, we'll call this like phase one or episode one of our South African adventures. Uh, another episode, at least one more episode to come. Maybe I'll break it up into three. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been great hanging with you guys from the beautiful, I guess, overlook of the beaches of Clifton in Cape Town, South Africa. So as I've said before in other episodes, keep living the fired up epic life. And I'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to the show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, Go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I've built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two, right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com, and number two, 
villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there, and you got a cool big V Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club Company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's, I believe, pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour. Oh, more importantly, just go to Fiverr like I did. But if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering, this is your guy. So again, guys, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks again for listening to Live the Fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at livethefuel.com. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.